On today's episode of Locked on MLB, well, Bryce Patrick wasn't feeling well, and I stepped in and did a pinch hitting role and a guest appearance and guest hosting job for Locked on Rangers. How did it go? Well, after my intro, I'll show you exactly how it went. This is Locked on MLB. You are Locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Ranger fans, and welcome to Locked On Rangers, the daily podcast all about the Texas Rangers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This show is usually hosted by Bryce Patrick. I am your guest host. For today's show, my name is Paul Francis Sullivan, and I am the host of the Locked On MLB podcast. But please, Paul Francis Sullivan is way too long a name, so feel free to call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade, and I've been part of the Locked On Podcast Network for the last five full seasons. If you're following the show, Locked On Rangers, feel free to subscribe on Twitter and Instagram. Check them out at Lockdown Rangers. You could follow the regular host, Bryce Patrick, also on Twitter at his name. You can follow me. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And please, please feel free to subscribe to the YouTube network and check us out and check out Lockdown MLB if you're not already there. Hey, um, I was on the Lockdown Rangers show a a couple of days ago, and it sounded like I was locking horns and calling the Rangers all sorts of names. And, you know, look at I'll just come clean. I'm not a big believer in what they've done in the offseason. Uh, and I think they're in a very hard division. And I think there are a lot of things have to go right in order for the team to latch on to even one of the visiting wildcard spots for the wildcard series. Does that mean? I look down upon the Texas Rangers, far from it. I'd actually like to see the Texas Rangers do well. Bruce Bochy is one of my favorite managers in the history of baseball. And you know what? The good folks of Texas deserve a championship. They deserve a World Series title. For a team that's been there as long as I've been alive, their first year when they moved from being the second Washington Senators franchise and moved to Texas, that was the year I was born, 1972. So the Rangers have existed my whole life. And the Rangers have yet to win a World Series, and they're a franchise who deserves it. Do you know why? Are they most the most successful franchise? No. Are they the most storied franchise? No. Are they the most glamorous franchise? No. But man, oh man, over the years, they have been a wildly entertaining team with a great cast of characters, both on the field and in the manager's box. Heck, how many teams do you know were owned by a person who went on to become the president of the United States? The history of the Texas Rangers has not been one of multiple championships or even a single one. I'm looking at you, Nelson Cruz. Time those leaps better. But it has been a franchise that decade in and decade out has put an entertaining product on the field, entertaining players, 
intriguing personalities and people who, quite frankly, are, even if you like them or don't like them, sometimes you just can't keep your eyes off them. And as someone who is, as you probably tell from my voice, not exactly a native Texan, I can tell you from afar, the Rangers have always been an interesting club. And for that reason, I want to see them win the World Series. I mentioned before in an earlier episode of Locked on MLB that one of the things I want to see in a World Series matchup are two teams who have never won the World Series locking antlers in the World Series. Now, you think about some of the teams that never won the World Series. The Padres have never won the World Series. The Mariners have never won the World Series. The Rockies have never won the World Series. The Tampa Bay Rays never won a World Series. Milwaukee Brewers have never won a World Series. There has been a Milwaukee World Series winner, the Milwaukee Braves of 1957, which means Milwaukee has had a World Series winner more recently than Cleveland. But I digress. Uh, who else has never won a World Series? Um, I mean, the the Rangers haven't. The Nationals now have. I was going to say the Expos just out of uh, out of uh, habit. Um, I mentioned the Rays. I mentioned the Rockies. I mean, there are a smattering of teams that have not won the World Series. Texas is one of them. And I'll just say a lot of baseball fandom is based upon, you know, rooting for a team you can get behind, rooting for a team that tugs your heartstrings. But also a lot of times it's venom and vitriol. And it's hard to be venomous towards the Texas Rangers again, because how could you hate this team? But I know a lot of people don't like a certain team in Dallas, the team that has a star on its helmet team that plays football. You know, the one I'm talking about now for outsiders. And I, and to full disclosure, I don't really care about any other sport except baseball. I, I do have a, a passing interest in the NBA, but I really don't care about any other sports. But I know that casual sports fans who don't like the Dallas Cowboys would love to live in a world that of the four major sports in Dallas, the Stars, the Cowboys, the Mavericks, and the Rangers, that of those four teams, the one with the longest championship drought would be the Cowboys. That would happen if the Rangers ever won. And mind you, I want to bring up one other thing that I've always found really cool about the Rangers. I like any team whose name has a specific connection to its region or its city. When you have generic teams, the you know, the Tigers, that's a generic name. There's not a lot of Tigers running around Detroit. But I like it when there is an absolute connection to the it, the, the name connects to the area. That's something I really like. Well, the Rangers took it one step forward. Yes, there are Diamondbacks in Arizona. Yes, there are there were Padres in the missions of San Diego. Sure, that's all true. But a Texas Ranger is an actual thing. That is, you notice it's the one team in the Dallas-Fort Worth region that doesn't have Dallas as its mon- in its moniker. The Rangers showed up. There was already a team in Texas, and the Rangers came through an elbow, so this is our whole state. But a Texas Ranger is an actual thing. It's, it's, a, it's a, a Texas law enforcement. It's a part, it's a specific kind of Texas law enforcement. 
I'm sure some of you Texans are grinding your teeth and me mangling that. But the fact that a Texas Ranger is a real thing makes their name even cooler. Just ask Walker in terms of who a Texas Ranger actually is. So when I found out there were real Texas Rangers sitting collecting baseball cards in the late 70s, early 80s, that made the Rangers even cooler. But there's so many other things about the Texas Rangers that I want to sing their praises. I want to make sure that you know that I'm on your side on this one, even if I'm not believing and I don't always adhere to the journey song. Sometimes it's the right thing to stop believing. Let you know that I'm at least emotionally on your side. To this point, I've only been to the state of Texas once in my life. Back in the days when I worked for a high-tech company, uh, I don't want to say the name of the company, but its initials were HP. And we did a business trip for some big conference that was going on in Dallas. And I made sure that I got to stay an extra day in Dallas for one reason and one reason only. I wanted to go to a game at the ballpark at Arlington. Now, they don't play there anymore. They play Globe Life Field. But I think that's what it's called. Is it a field or a stadium? All I know is I went to the ballpark in Arlington. Yeah, I think it had a different name then, too. I don't know. They kept changing it. It was the freaking ballpark in Ireland then. And it was a night game because I wasn't about to go to a day game in August in Dallas or in Arlington or wherever the heck it is. But I got to say, the stadium was beautiful. It was gorgeous. It felt like Texas. I almost expected J.R. Ewing to be throwing out the first pitch. Ask your grandparents what that reference meant. It felt big, ostentatious. And with a bit of a cocky strut to itself. Such a beautiful ballpark. Now, I understand the new ballpark, the one that they played the COVID World Series in. I'm sure that's great. I'm sure that's terrific. I wish, what I wish, 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 is they could dynamite all around the sides of this ballpark in Arlington, lift it up, drag it across the country, go to the parking lot at the Oakland Coliseum, dig a hole and plop it in and say, A's, you can play in this beautiful ballpark. Boom. We've solved the A's situation. But either way, it's a fun franchise. It was a great stadium. And the fans there are fantastic. And for the good of baseball, I think it would be phenomenal if the rivalry in Texas builds into something real. I lived in the Northeast. I saw... Red Sox-Yankees up close. To a lesser degree, the Mets and the Phillies up close. I've spent a bunch of time in the Midwest, and I've seen Chicago-St. Louis up close. I now live in Southern California, but I've been in Northern California, and I can tell you, Giants-Dodgers, that rivalry's real. How real is Astros versus the Rangers? Not that real until the Rangers show up, especially with the Astros so, so good, and create a real rivalry, throw an elbow, Jacob DeGrom and Bruce Bochy prove this guy wrong, and we have something great. And do you know what? There's a lot of other things that are great about the Rangers, not just the present day, but all through the past. You know, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. 
if you want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available, you've got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And it is so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. You can add your job, add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you're hiring. And with simple tools like screening questions, you can make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. You can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. This is why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockdownMLB. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockdownMLB. Post your job there for free. Terms and conditions apply. You know, for a franchise with a grand total of zero World Series championships, there has been a lot of great players, great memories, and fantastic years played in Arlington. Let's get rid of that lower third, shall we? And let's remind people that I am your pal, Sully. I am the normally the host of Locked On MLB. I'm filling in here for a day for Locked On Rangers. Or maybe you're watching this later on the Locked On MLB feed. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. The Rangers have had a strange storied history for a franchise that has never won a World Series title. As I mentioned earlier, a quick glance at who some of their managers of the team are a strange collection of, wow, they've had some good, solid, quality managers on this team. Now, they've had several managers of the year. Now, Jeff Bannister uh, won the manager of the year uh, a few years ago when he was the manager, when he took a surprising uh, Rangers team to the division title um, and in 2015. Remember, Buck Showalter turned a Mariners, a, a Rangers team, after getting rid of A-Rod, to a AL West contender and a wildcard contender in 2004. Johnny Oates, in 1996, shared the Manager of the Year award with Joe Torrey as the Rangers went to their first ever postseason appearance, which came oh, oh, so close to being an ALCS appearance and probably would have ended the Joe Torre era in New York, at least with the Yankees, in one season. I digress. The fact of the matter is they've also had some interesting names. Who was the first ever Texas Ranger manager? Ted Williams. He was the final manager for the Washington Senators, and when the team moved to Texas, Ted Williams was the Rangers manager. Whitey Herzog was a Rangers manager. Don Zimmer briefly was a Rangers manager. Bobby Valentine had some quality Ranger teams in the mid-1980s. Billy Martin, Billy freaking Martin was a Rangers manager and turned around a team and gave them their first real contender in the mid-1970s. Anyone who followed Billy Martin's career knows that what he would do is he would show up, a team would play unbelievably well, and then he would wear out his welcome and he'd get fired and another team would pick him up. But one of those teams along the way, with the Texas Rangers, who he turned into contenders, at least for a little bit, in the mid-1970s. But think about some of the other things. If you wanted to have a Rookie of the Year, well, they've had a couple of Rookie of the Years, Naftali Feliz and Mike Hargrove back in 1975. The thing that's really kind of eye-popping, I mentioned the Joe Torre era. 
when Joe Torre was the manager of the New York Yankees between 1996 and the end of the 2007 season, how many of those great players do you think won the American League MVP? Did Jeter do it? No. Did Bernie Williams do it? No. Did Paul O'Neill do it? No. Did Posada do it? No. Along that same stretch of time, you had Juan Gonzalez win it twice, Pudge Rodriguez win it once, and uh, Alex Rodriguez won it once. Four MVPs in the Texas Rangers during the Joe Torre Yankee era. When, when the Yankees were dominating, the best players many, many times were on the Texas Rangers, who, lest we forget, won three division titles in four years. Now, they happened to have faced the Yankees at a little bit of a buzzsaw. But the fact of the matter is they were a big-time contending team during that era. By the way, A-Rod won the MVP in 2003 and then came over to the Yankees and became Joe Torre's only MVP during his time with the Yankees. In other words, you're welcome, Yankees. They were forced, they took on the, a Ranger player to get an MVP. Juan Gonzalez is pretty amazing, though. Of all the big sluggers of the, you know, the PED era, Gonzalez has kind of faded away as almost a forgotten one. But think what I just said. In 96 and in 1998, remember 98, when everyone was going bananas for McGuire and for uh, Sosa, Sosa, another former Ranger, and you saw everyone was also paying attention to Bonds, there was also Griffey Jr., all these other people around there. It was Juan Gonzalez who was the MVP. And Juan Gonzalez was the one who hit all those home runs in the 1996 playoffs. In fact, let's go. Th I just want to say something right now about Juan Gonzalez. Was he doing it clean? Probably wasn't. But do you know what? Looking back, aren't we glad some of them weren't doing it clean? It was that era. It was more entertaining. Who has won multiple MVPs? Have you ever thought about who's won multiple MVPs? Ernie Banks, Johnny Bench, Yogi Berra, Miguel Cabrera, Barry Bonds. Roy Campanella, Mickey Cochran, Joe DiMaggio, Jimmy Fox, Lou Gehrig, Hank Greenberg, Bryce Harper, Carl Hubble, Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, Willie Mays, Joe Morgan, Dale Murphy, friend of the podcast, Stan Musial, Hal Newhauser, Albert Pujols, Cal Ripken Jr., not senior, Frank Robinson, Alex Rodriguez, Mike Schmidt, Frank Thomas, Mike Trout, Ted Williams, Robin Yount, and Juan Gonzalez. He's in that company. Almost every name I just said right now is either in the Hall of Fame, will be in the Hall of Fame, or are Barry Bonds and Alex Rodriguez, who probably both should be in the Hall of Fame as well. Think about that company that Juan Gonzalez is in. Oh, and Dale Murphy's not in the Hall of Fame. You can make the argument that he could be, should be, or would be. Either way. You also, you know, that is someone who's putting up huge numbers at a superstar period in baseball history where attendance was going through the roof. You also have Pudge Rodriguez, 
yeah, yeah, I know he was named in this, that, or the other thing. Another MVP, another World Series winner, Hall of Famer. His best years were spent as a member of the Texas Rangers. And you just go through over the years, whenever there's been a tremendous player, big-time hitter, Josh Hamilton, another MVP, leading the Rangers to their first ever trip to the World Series. You know, you, and yes, yes, I know that there's mainly big-time hitters who have been on the Rangers over the years. You know, there's mainly been people like, you know, I mentioned, you know, Juan Gonzalez and Pudge Rodriguez, obviously, are part of that. You know, uh, you have, you know, Michael Young was a big star. You know, you had uh, or some of the other big hitter stars. You know, Rafael Palmero wagging his finger at Congress. Yeah, he wagged the finger. Yeah, that was a little embarrassing. But do you know what? Put up great, great numbers while in a Texas Ranger uniform. Remember Mike Mark Teixeira busting through? He came up initially as a Texas Ranger. Who else do you have here? I said Michael Young. I uh, mentioned A-Rod. Buddy Bell. All those gold gloves and silver sluggers that he won. Al Oliver. An un- he sh- probably would be in the Hall of Fame if it wasn't for collusion. And then he represented the Rangers in the 1980 and 81 All-Star game. Hit for power. Hit for average. Finished second in the batting race to Rod Carew, of all people. Mentioned Josh Hamilton. And then you have some other, you know, Will Clark had his cameo with the uh, with the Rangers. You had Toby Hara, who year in and year out was a quality player. Julio Franco with his wild, weird batting stance and constantly contending for a batting championship. And I am not convinced he's retired. You had Richie Zisk hitting big old home runs for them in the late 70s. Pete and Cavillia, all those teams in the 80s that were filled with these great mashers. Pete O'Brien, super fun players like that. And Ruben Sierra. Can we just please acknowledge the wonderful, wonderful career of Ruben Sierra? Okay? I mean, and I'm not going to put the caveat out of the world. He wasn't a Hall of Famer, but hey, who cares? There's a big gray area between Hall of Famer and super fun player. And boy, oh boy, did Ruben Sierra fit perfectly into that slot. Holy Toledo. Not only was he a switch hitter, not only could he hit for average and hit for power, not only did he have decent speed at one point in his career, not only did he have a flair for the dramatic, not only was he a really good-looking dude, the guy had a salsa career. The guy recorded salsa albums that are fun and cool. Yeah, he had his you know big, huge moments hitting the postseason home runs for the A's and getting big hits for the Yankees in some of their big seasons. But do you know what? His best years were with the Rangers, and he could have and maybe should have won the MVP in 1989. They gave it to Robin Yount. No disrespect to Robin Yount, a Hall of Famer. But did Robin Yount record a salsa album? No, I don't think so. Not even a little bit. Look at, I'm going to say a bunch of other things because there's more to say regarding the Texas Rangers and why I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for them. But first, let's talk a little bit about Built Bars. Built Bars will give you that nice 
boost, that nice treat. And then we're talking about the Rangers and the great stats they put up. Well, Built Bars put up some great stats too. You won't believe that the Built Bars are healthy for you because they taste great. They're covered with 100% pure chocolate. And they come in great flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond. I don't know how Built does it, but they taste great. Have the great stats. What kind of stats are we talking? 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. You don't have to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, and now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Go to Walmart nearby, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you're close to a Sam's Club, you grab a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. Feel free to thank me later. Built Bars, let me tell you, they taste good. Thanks so much for making Locked On MLB and Locked On Rangers, for that matter, your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league with listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball everywhere you get your podcasts on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every day. Most of the talk and praise that I've been making about the uh, Texas Rangers has been about their hitting. They've been playing in Texas in a hitter-friendly ballpark, and, you know, you, you – it's tough to put together a great pitching staff there. And yet, when you think about who is like some of the most iconic pitchers in the last bunch of years, a lot of times they ended up with the Tex Rangers. Think of all the no-hitters thrown by Nolan Ryan. You say Nolan Ryan's name. Yes, he had his best years with the Angels. Yes, he was magnificent with the Astros. But most people think of him as a Texas Ranger. Most people think of that getting the, the the strikeout records and the no-hitters and everything like that, wearing the Ranger uniforms. And conversely, as Nolan Ryan was an ageless wonder throwing fastballs, you also had your Charlie Huff throwing those knuckleballs floating up there. He already had a full career as a reliever for the Los Angeles Dodgers and found brand new life as a member of the Texas Rangers. you got great Hall of Fame pitchers like Fergie Jenkins, pitched many years with the Texas Rangers. Gaylord Perry had some fine seasons with the Texas Rangers. Hall of Famer Burt Blylevin had great season with the Texas Rangers. Man, how could they not have won a pen with all those terrific pitchers on there? I'll throw you another one. You Darvish. Now he's doing really well with San Diego and everything like that. Where did he break in? Where did he get almost throw a perfect game against the Houston Astros as a member of the Texas Rangers? Hey, Kevin Brown, a lot of people besmirch Kevin Brown because of the fact that he signed the big contract with L.A. and he flopped with the Yankees. There's a reason he got the big contract with L.A. Because he was really, really good. Fine. He had this great highlights of the postseason with Florida and with San Diego. Fine. Leave it alone. His best years, his all-stars, his great all-star years, with what team? That would be the Texas Rangers. There's some wonderful moments left and right. Great, fun moments. And, man, some heartbreaking what could have been. Obviously, I'm not no reason to go through all of them. Oh, man, if they had won that extra inning game in New York in game two of the American League Division Series and then held the lead in the ninth inning like they did, like they had in game three, they could have swept the Yankees out of the 96 postseason 
probably would have meant the dismissal of Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey would have been a weird Steinbrenner footnote. And who knows how the Rangers would have done? Would they have gotten their butts kicked by the Braves? Maybe, but everyone thought the Braves were going to kick the Yankees' butt too. Johnny Oates took a team that had a grand total of zero postseason appearances, and under his leadership, they had three. All right, fine. There was a lot of other years where things just went bad. I already mentioned Nelson Cruz. We all know what happened when they faced the Giants. We all know what happened that week where they got swept by the A's to end the 2012. We all know about what happened with Toronto and all that. No need to go over that. Put that aside. But what that will all mean, the fact that they've had these great characters, the fact that they've had these MVP seasons, the fact that they've had these wonderful memories will make the inevitable championship even better. And if you need any further proof that the Rangers are a team filled with fun moments, if you ask any casual baseball fan, what were two of the most iconic images, the most iconic replayed over and over again moments of the 1990s? Right up there would be two Texas Ranger moments. One is Nolan Ryan getting Robin Ventura under his arm and basically punching his head and giving him the noogies. It's one. The other is the fly ball ricocheting off the top of Jose Canseco's head. So let us review. MVPs, legendary managers, Hall of Fame pitchers, Iconic moments, balls ricocheting off of steroid-induced men's heads, and multiple MVPs to a most unlikely name on that list. And a chance to finally deliver a championship to Dallas, Fort Worth. And for everyone else who hates the Astros, you'd have someone to root for in the state of Texas. Plus, Dallas is a really cool city. So let me just say, from someone from the outside looking in, I want to see the Rangers win. They've given us a lot to cheer for, even someone who's not a Ranger fan, and a lot for a casual fan looking in to say, hey, those are some pretty cool moments. That's right. Now, let's win the final game, have that parade. So follow Locked on Rangers at Locked on Rangers on Twitter. Follow Bryce Patrick on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. If you want to follow me and my show, my show is at Locked on MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you can see on my lower third, my pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Stepping in for Bryce Patrick or just being on the regular feed sometime a little bit later. This has been a Locked on Rangers, Locked on MLB pseudo crossover i am your host paul francis sullivan howdy ma'am and feel free to call me sully